0: Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasto with Jump Consulting, and today I'm here with Nicole Andrews Moore. Nicole, how are you?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. You are One of the most dynamic people that I know. And let me back up for a minute and explain to our audience how I became to know Nicole. You all have probably already heard my story that about two and a half years ago, I gave birth to a 12-ounce baby. So let's picture like you're at Outback and you're ordering a steak that's how small she was. And I thought my baby was small. And Nicole actually has Kenna, who was how many ounces? Nine
1: ounces? Yeah, she was 9.6 ounces. She was a 24-weeker, 24 weeks and three days.
0: Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I found Nicole because I was searching the internet, as many of us do when we have problems or questions or just seeking help. And I stumbled upon... Not only Kenna's story, but her mom just happens to be an author. So I found, is the right word solace? I don't know. I felt comfort in Uh reading your beautifully written story. And I actually listened to it on audio from Amazon. Amazon. And that's how I reached out to Nicole and we kind of became friends. And and then I realized how dynamic this woman is. And I said, you have to get on my show because there's so many (laughs) mompreneurs out there with so many balls up in the air. So Nicole, tell us all about you. Tell us about the journey that you're on with Kenna. Keeping up with Kenna is the book name, right?
1: Yes, that's the nonfiction. Yes. So basically, I live a few different lives, which, Uh you know, keeps it interesting. Right. But basically, what ended up happening was I had always said that, you know, I wanted to be an author. And a big part of that is just writing. So I was, you know, I was a mom blogger and doing pretty well with that. And working with Yahoo and a couple other big companies. And then I had Kenna, And being a mom blogger doesn't pay as well as you might imagine. (laughs) And so part of what I had always done was the blogging, the journaling, you know, kind of keeping track of our life and keeping up with kind of had started because, you know, when you have friends and family all over the US and the world, and they want to know what's going on, I didn't have the energy to be in touch with everybody on a daily basis. So I started the web page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. and you know i'd write some more detailed information in blog posts on my blog and eventually that all turned into a writing career because i happened upon one of the special needs moms that i met through the blogging reached out and said listen if you're serious about doing this writing thing i have a friend who is an author on amazon you know a best selling author on amazon and she'd love to mentor you and you know talk to her cuz she's also a special needs mom mm-hmm. and we all kind of stick together and mm-hmm. yes and of course we know that basically we have a really really big why you know why we have to make this work yes. and the reality is that who in the world would ever hire me because I was in this position, you know, when I came home, Yeah. nobody ever told me that I could have nursing. Right. <laughs> so, yes. So I about turned myself inside out trying to take care of this baby who, you know, yes, she came home at six pounds, which was fantastic sure. having grown from, you know, 9.6 ounces. She was a pork chop. Yeah. But on top of that, you know, she came home on a heart monitor and oxygen mm-hmm. and a feeding tube. Mm-hmm. And this is not a child you get a nanny for. This is a child you get yeah. a nurse for. Right. And so. I had to learn how to, you know, make money and help supplement the family income because let's face it, practically everybody needs to be a two, you know, income family unless you're inherently wealthy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And and then when you have all the medical things, I mean, our stories are very similar. When you have all that other medical stuff going on, it's very difficult because you also have to be a nurse and it's not, you can't just like, Oh my God. girl, preach it. Yes. I don't know how you ever did it with nursing, which is just another reason why I think secretly you put on Supergirl underwear every day. Because I don't know how I would have got through our situation without nursing help. When I found that out from you, I was just even more
1: in awe of you. It's one of those funny things that you just kind of do what you have to do. You know, Um, I was so happy to have her home that had they told me I had to stack marbles every day to, you know, (laughs) to keep her, I would have found a way to make it happen. Yes. So I ended up I was writing. I'd written the books about Kenna because everybody wanted, you know, updates. Yep. And then, you know, I had also been, you know, a romance author. I'd aspired to be a romance author. Yes. And so then I separated the nonfiction from the fiction because they just don't really go together. <laughs> they <laughs> don't. <know>? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, I have the true stories of, you know, life with Kenna. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I write romance novels. And right. I picked up on this whole how to market Romance novels pretty well, and other authors on Amazon would come out and start, you know, reaching out to me and say, Hey, Nicole, you know, I saw what you did with this book that you released. Is there any way you could help me? Uh So, next thing you know, I'm helping all these authors. And then people said to me, You know, it's really nice that you're doing all this, but you really probably should be charging people money for it. Well, who knew? I bet I could make some money doing this on the side. So, next thing you know, now I've written 16 books and four box sets romances since 2013. Wow. And I have a company, Love Kiss Books, and mm-hmm. it has turned into Love Kiss Book Bargains. And my 22-year-old daughter needed a job, so she runs Boxed Romance Bargains. And a friend who's also an author writes paranormal, so she runs a site for us. We grew by four sites in the last few days. And so now we're up to eight websites that are all part of this, this marketing that I do. And I love it. I have to tell you, I'm really, really grateful because number one, I have an opportunity to be around for Kenna. Uh Uh-huh. Like I don't miss a minute. And then on top of that, I'm able to help other authors. And a lot of these authors, you know, they have similar stories to ours. Yes. Whether it's that there's illness in the family and they really kind of need to be able to be home more or you know, single moms, their stories all speak to me. And so it just feels really good to be able to, you know, help so many people and help my family by, you know, earning money while doing it.
0: I'd like to talk more about the you said you have a really big why. And I think that's something that everyone can relate to because Because there's the difference between an idea and execution. Oh, yes. There's the people that get stuck in the ideas. And I know you have the Dreamers Do project Mm -hmm. um, that I follow you on, too. So tell us more about that and what you think it takes for someone to, quote unquote, make it, you know, from going from, oh, I just really wish I
1: could to I'm doing it. Tell us about that dynamic. So the idea behind the Dreamers Do Project was what others dream dreamers do. And of course, you know, the whole a dream without a plan is just a wish or something like that. Amen. So basically, you know, I had to just take the leap because I think really success is just a few steps outside your comfort zone. So pushing past the comfort zone trying out those things i mean because honestly what is the worst thing that happens the worst thing that happens is you know you fail and you try something else and failure isn't a bad thing it's it's such a stepping stone for getting where you want to go and so i pretty much decided that kind of was my motivation to move past all that fear because i had to find a way no matter what to be able to stay home with her and So I was gonna make it happen. And I think the other thing that is really important is being open to possibility. Because honestly, I kind of thought this company that I started, I literally started Love Kiss Book Bargains on January 1st of 2016. I had hoped that I would be able to grow enough of an email list to have other authors pay me to share their books and that I would be able to share mine as well. And, you know, I'd save money on marketing and, you know, like I had this whole plan. Little did I know it would turn into what it has become because then I was having trouble you know how technology is. I don't have to explain to you. Uh, And you need a
0: team of people around you, right? Nicole, like you can't just do all this on your own. Like there's no way. That's the
1: problem. You can't, you know, the whole no man is an Island. It's true. You know, you cannot be an Island and do everything. And so basically what started as my little dream has now turned into honestly a group of, I think 10 women right now that, you know, are working to all build, the same dream. And it's fantastic. I have two personal assistants who do different projects for me that they're comfortable with. I have another woman who has taken on one aspect of the promotions and you know that I have the other six women who run websites in addition. And I had started a Facebook group to go with the newsletter part that I was putting out so that authors could ask questions and I could be more on in touch with them. And what started out as a little author group is now just shy of a thousand authors. Wow. And I have over 1,800 authors on the email list. Wow. It's amazing. It's just really, it has far exceeded my expectations.
0: This is why I knew doing a podcast with you was going to be so dynamic because there's so many parts of you that are so interesting to me. Let's dive a little deeper on this 1,800 email list. First of all, we all know that email lists are so important to have that's basically what's going to help save you that day that Facebook decides to go into oblivion, which probably isn't anytime soon. But you know, like an email list is your own real estate that you own. You're not renting space on the internet, right? Exactly. So tell me more about how you capitalize and use this email list that you have. And not to get ahead of myself here, but start from the beginning, like, how did you harvest all of these emails? And how often do you What's your strategy
1: with it? Well, it's interesting because basically, I knew I needed email lists for authors because uh-huh. that's my marketing who I market to, and I also needed email lists for readers because they're the ones that keep us in business as well right and so it's two totally different strategies, and yet it kind of works the authors I started offering some promotions for free mm-hmm. for example Amazon. I don't know if you've ever noticed when you get on Amazon, if there's an author you like, you have an opportunity to hit the follow button for the author. Okay. And a lot of times, what happens when an author releases a new book is Amazon will automatically send an email telling Answer. everybody, oh, look, this author that you like, they released a new book, which of course helps with sales. <laughs> and so then Amazon offered here you can run a giveaway of your books to try to get more followers kind of thing mm-hmm. again my whole theory about everything i do is that it's better together yes everybody working together it's better together and so we collaborate all the time and so i would create these group promotions where everybody is sharing so everybody is succeeding mm-hmm. everybody's finding new readers and every time they would sign up for these free promotions i would add them to my list mm-hmm. now they're more than welcome because you know that's legal if they buy essentially one of your products then you know you can add them to your list and so I was getting a ton of authors that way. Also, I had a sign up where I would let them submit their new releases and I would promote their new releases for free. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really helpful because I would put together one list at the end of the month. I would add, I mean, I would add a ton of authors because people come out of the woodwork to find free promotion. Mm -hmm. And so next thing you know, that's how I'm growing my author list. And then, of course, the more active a group is on Facebook, the more Facebook will promote it. And then, of course, if you have happy authors sharing with their friends, then, of course, that helps grow it, too. And so I started the group in May. And like I said, it's just under a thousand authors right now. And then as far as finding readers, a lot of finding readers has to do with running giveaways. But, you know, you have to be careful because you have to do book-related giveaways in order to find the right kinds of readers. I could easily put up giveaways on all these giveaway and contest sites, but that's not going to help us grow the right way.
0: Right. So what I'm hearing you say, though, is that you're defining your niche down to, you know, yes. the pebble and then you're going after that niche and that's why mm-hmm. your email list and your promotions are so successful because you've attracted the right types of buyers. And I think it's brilliant how you've separated them into the readers and authors. I mean, that just sounds obvious, right? But probably not obvious to many. And you've built a quality list oh, yes. and that's become fruitful for you. I think that's a really important mm-hmm. lesson that A lot of us can think about maybe you're not building an email list because you're saying, hey, I'm just a pet business or I'm just a groomer or something. But maybe this could be applied to even Facebook. It drives me nutty when I see people saying, will you like my page? Will you like my page? And it's like, but I'm in a different state and I'm not going to engage with you. You know, I think in any kind of effort that we do so that we're not spinning our wheels because we are dynamic people with lots of different hats and responsibilities in our life. It's really important that we figure out what our goal is, what our why is, what our niche is, and how we can attract the right kind of people so that we have quality of our people that we surround ourselves with, like you were talking about. You're the epitome of that, you know, like you just live it. I think it's fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Want to get yourself or your staff pet first aid CPR certified, but don't know how? Gone are the days of having to take off a day of work just to go sit in a classroom. Take it online. Pro Pet Hero is a veterinarian trained program given in modules that test your knowledge of the material at the end of each section. Pro Pet Hero can even give you a certificate to show all your clients and post it on your website. Imagine future clients being drawn to you because of your extensive knowledge. Sign up today. www.jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. Use coupon code CPR-PETSITTER for 10% off. Let's uh, switch subjects over a little bit. We were talking on the phone and we were talking about empathy and compassion. And I was saying that I think that's something that's also kind of interesting between our different worlds and realms that we could kind of bounce ideas off of. Oftentimes, when Nicole and I are met by people that kind of give us some pity sometimes, like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. And that's not really what we're looking for. And that's not really how we even feel about it, right, Nicole? Exactly. I kind of parlay that too when we as pet sitters, we kind of get these calls from people that there's sick, there's death, there's this, there's that in their family. And I don't think any of us in this busy world well, not any of us, but maybe we're just so busy that we kind of don't stop and have like an emotional pulse on things. Does that make sense? We don't really stop and look at this person as a human being and say, okay, this is your circumstance. How can I best support you in that? Right. And I think that goes to callers with how they feel about their pets to their family situation. That's why they need a pet sitter. But Can you think of an example, and we were talking about this so long ago, an example of sometimes when people might say one thing to you, but you really need another. And I just want to draw attention to
1: our world's emotional maturity. I see this so much with Kenna. First of all, it's not like we thought we were going to come out of this unscathed. You know, you have a nine ounce baby who really needed 16 more weeks to grow. And of course, there's going to be some challenges. We've been very, very fortunate. But at the same time, as she's growing, some of her challenges are becoming much more obvious than they were when she was younger. Mm -hmm. She's been going through a stage with sensory issues. And unfortunately, sensory issues can oftentimes look so much like a temper tantrum. Yes, Because what people don't understand is they see a kid freaking out. They don't realize that She's crying because everything feels so loud and seems so bright and so scary that flashing lights and things that other kids find really exciting just terrify her. And of course, one of her other things is she kind of lives and dies by her routine. Mm -hmm. And so when we go someplace new, like a new doctor or a new therapist or a new place that is really unfamiliar to her, she just has a lot of difficulty sometimes assimilating and surviving in these situations like she went to the doctor with me because I normally try to go without her. But sometimes, you know, moms get sick. <laughs> and so, <laughs> right. And so we need treatment. And she was struggling because she didn't want the doctor listening to my heart. She didn't want the doctor looking in my yeah. ears. She didn't. And then when we go to leave, well, this is an adult doctor. And adult doctors are not known for having a lot of stickers and lollipops laying around. <laughs> and so what do you mean we're leaving and there's no stickers or lollipop? And so she's screaming there, there, there. And like, cause she's right. expecting me to like find the bucket with the sticker and the lollipop. And I have to get yes. something because you know, the doctor touched me. So I, you know,
0: <laughs> deserve
1: a treat. And I walk out into this waiting room of people just staring at me over this child, having her meltdown yes. that they don't understand. And I think in the past, maybe I would have been the same way. Maybe I would have thought, oh my goodness, this person just really does not know how to raise a child. Yeah. Look at the, you know, having a yeah. temper tantrum, you know, but it's not a temper tantrum. It's the routine. So I think that what I've learned, because Kenna has taught me so many lessons, is oh, that yeah. I have to look at the world differently. I have to be a lot more compassionate and really put myself in other people's position and see the world from their perspective. And I have noticed that it has definitely changed the way I interact with people and the way I care about people because it's not that I didn't care about people before, but I definitely care about people a lot more deeply now because of everything that we've experienced.
0: I think what I'm hearing is, and I am definitely guilty of it too, even now, is that I think just as a society, we're ignorant. We're ignorant to situations that aren't our own situations. Mm -hmm. And we're quick to judge without understanding what's really underneath all of it. And a perfect example is a kid that appears to be having a tantrum, but little do you know, underneath there's actually sensory issues and her schedule was just, you know, blown to smithereens. And (laughs) it's different. As moms, we all especially know this, but if we could just try to be a little less ignorant and more compassionate in this world and look deeper as to why things are happening, including our own why, I think we'd all be a lot more happy and successful. Mm -hmm. And before I close the show, I want to also congratulate you on being such a proud Marine mom. Um, You were just telling me before the show started that your son just passed the top 5% of the class. Mm -hmm. And Nicole, I know life isn't easy, but man, the fruits of your labor are so beautiful. And I admire you for that.
1: Well, thank you. You know how I'm all about just loving them through it.
0: Yes, I love that. You say that a lot in your blog. Just, I'm just going to love you through it.
1: <laughs> yes, and it works in every aspect of my life. But Keenan was a two pound, 10 ounce preemie wow. who nearly died at a week old because he ended up with an infection in his bloodstream from a central line. Yep. And he stopped breathing 28 times in one day. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think he was going to make it. And I remember just standing there and going, no, I am not going to lose this child. And so I just kind of had that attitude. And I stood there. And when he would stop breathing, I'd look at him and I'd go, Keenan. And he would just like stir. And next thing you know, he'd start breathing again. And the doctors were just amazed. (laughs) But he was the little boy I never knew I always wanted. Yes. Because I always thought of myself as a girl mom. Yes. And so, you know, I've been blessed with two girls and a boy and it hasn't been an easy journey, but I wouldn't trade one minute of that. And so we just love each other through it.
0: You're amazing. So I know you have so many websites right now, but what's Mm -hmm. the easiest way that our listeners could, you know, join your circle and learn more about you or maybe they have their own special needs kid and they're just looking for an outlet like I was when I found you or maybe they're into romance novels or how, how can we how can we hook up with your girl
1: all right well if you're just looking for a little love and inspiration <laughs> then definitely check out the dreamers do projectcom that's my still a- mom blog uh-huh. and <laughs> and if you're into romance then you'll definitely want to check out kissed book bargainscom and if you can keep a secret I'm Emma Nichols. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you for being on here today. It was a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Sounds great. Thanks. For everyone, this has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. You can catch us on Stitcher or iTunes just by typing in Bella in Your Business. Please go ahead and like and subscribe. And of course, if you want to find out more or get your own free 20-minute consulting session, you can go to jumpconsulting.net. Thank you so much. And always remember to keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information,
1: free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.